Hi, I'm Dr. Trish Santos-Smith, filling in for Dr. Sarah Howard while she's on maternity leave. And this is the Pure Animal Podcast. Today's episode, we're talking to Flavia Jagger Williams about acupuncture techniques. Flavia is a fully qualified vet graduating from the University of the State of Sao Paulo in Brazil in 1997. She practiced as a veterinarian in Brazil and in 2004 commenced her specialization in acupuncture, gaining her IVAS accreditation in 2012 and has worked as a veterinary acupuncturist for over 15 years. In late 2014, she moved to Australia and has been practicing acupuncture and holistic animal treatment exclusively since then. Flavia currently owns and runs ZenPet Animal Acupuncture, a mobile service based in Sydney, and works at Bondi Vet Hospital running the acupuncture service since 2019. In addition to acupuncture, Flavia also uses Chinese and Western herbal medicine natural diet advice, gold bead acupuncture, and ozone therapy as part of her treatments. Hi, Flavia. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pure Animal podcast. It is such a great pleasure to have you here with us today. Hi, Trish. Thanks for inviting me. It's very exciting. And I'm looking forward to explaining a little bit more about this wonderful subject that is integrative veterinary medicine. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well. So um, today what I really wanted to chat about with you is about your specialty, which is acupuncture. And I know you use a lot of different techniques for acupuncture. But before we really dive into that, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what made you want to become a vet in the first place, and then what made you sort of pursue a more holistic and complementary approach when um, treating patients? Right. So what made me become a vet is a bit of um, like not, not very different from the majority. I, I liked animals, right? I knew exactly what I didn't want to do when I was young. And, and I knew there had to be something to do with nature. Um, a very important part of my life um, was um, a house that I have that my family in Brazil, a holiday house that they have in the rainforest, um, surrounded by a national park um, that was that that is formed by the Atlantic rainforest in Brazil between Rio and Sao Paulo. And I spent a lot of my childhood there and I grew up spending my holidays there and this place is literally a jungle wow. where you can see toucans um, monkeys um, mountain lions oh how ocelots, amazing birds you know the variety the biodiversity is incredible so i spent my my childhood watching all these animals around and i always thought it was completely amazing and I knew that if one day I would become a professional, it would have to be um, linked to something of this. Of course, like working with dogs and cats, it's not the same, but it, it made me follow that path, right? So when it, it, the time came, 
um, I chose vet sciences and then the rest is history, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But during um, graduation was very conventional, but I had, I, I had a research advisor uh, uh, with who I was developing some research in surgery that was Japan. He was Japanese and he went to Japan and brought to Brazil um, veterinary acupuncture. So he was one of the pioneers to bring that in the 80s. So when I was graduating, that was um, between 93 and 97, there was already research about acupuncture happening in my university that has a lot of um, um, tradition on on uh, complementary medicine. I don't I don't like to talk to say alternative because we we really think it complements instead of choosing one um, uh, rather than the other. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my my university had acupuncture happening in the service and was the first university in the world to have a regular service of acupuncture in a residency. It's, it's like the first the first uh, place in the world that had a veterinary acupuncture was France, but my university in Brazil was the first one to have this regularly and the first one to implement residency in animal acupuncture, in veterinary acupuncture. And acupuncture is um, considered a medical specialty in Brazil, in veterinary and in medicine, in human medicine. So it was around, you know, was something that we were always watching and people would talk about it and people uh, would consider that. Vets would um, suggest to clients, right? And in Brazil, we have one very horrible disease that is distemper that I know that here in Australia is a disease that um, vets are not used to and people are not used to, mm-hmm. thankfully, because it's really, really bad and, and, and cruel. But it's a, it's a disease that can lead to um, neurological deficits if it doesn't kill the dog, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, Acupuncture started to be used in in dogs that would survive the disease, showing um, bad neurological deficits like nervous tics and myoclonias, or you know paralysis, paresis, um, cognitive dysfunction. And once they started using acupuncture, a lot of the dogs um, were recovering, and it grabbed the attention for many people and even TV shows and stuff like this. And from that point onwards, acupuncture really took off in Brazil and became something very, um, very um, common. And and people would be familiar with that. So I was always watching that. And one day after going to other things and um, um, trying other jobs, I I worked as a, a conventional vet and I worked in a, a multinational pharmaceutical veterinary company. I wasn't happy. And one day I just decided I want to start from zero on something that nobody is aware, but I can use everything that I learned in a uni. And then I started my post-graduation 
And from the day one, I absolutely loved it. And then here I am. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have your own business, is that right? In acupuncture? Yes, I have my own business and pet animal acupuncture. There is a mobile business that I I created from scratch. I didn't have anyone working with me or any support or any vet clinic involved in this. Um, um, I I just spread the word words saying, look, that's what I do. I would go to a park and see a dog leaping. And we would start a chat and I would say, look, I know how to help you with this, right? And of course, I, I had one, one, one person that really helped me at the time because I, 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 I wanted to, to get associated with the Australian Veterinarian Association to have this, this um, uh, support, like a legal support and um, an association that the professional, the profession professionals knew knew about mm-hmm. and then I contacted Dr. Belinda Parsons and she was the head of the acupuncture group at the time and she totally um, um, supported me to to get my my um, my membership ready um, and um, it may it gives it gives me credibility as well and it's important that I'm linked to this association and the fact that she knew that I was um, certified by IVAS, that is the International Acupuncture Veterinarian Society, um, Acupuncture Society, um, she she knew that I, what I was where I was coming from, and then um, she helped me with that with this this uh, paperwork. And from that point onwards, I was feeling um, confident to keep going with my business. And then it, it started like things um, to uh, 2016. Um, and then nowadays it goes really well. And it's, um, I, I work, I have a lot of patients and it's, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's good because it, I'm meeting my, my goals with that. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and that, yeah, that was another thing I wanted to ask you too, because acupuncture is becoming more popular. So you're finding that the demand is, is there? Oh, it is like the demand is there in a way that you wouldn't believe that there, there, there is a big window for so many professionals that want to do what I do and more, you know, because there are dogs that need acupuncture everywhere. Like you don't even need to be sick to need acupuncture. You just need to be getting old, yeah. right? And having like a sore back or inflammatory conditions that every every patient potentially has after a certain um, age, right? And there is um, no not enough. Um, not enough people that um, can offer acupuncture. And it was very easy to, even though people didn't know anything about it, um, it was very easy to to explain and, and get people interested in trying, right? And nowadays, because of internet, podcasts, videos, YouTube, you Google veterinary acupuncture or any acupuncture for pets, and it's all, all, all there. 
Yeah. And and it's like uh, it's available, right? The idea is very available, and and um, and a lot of animals they they can't actually get completely well with the the what is out there being offered, like with conventional medicine. It's great, but it has uh, gaps the same way that complementary medicine has gaps. And if we try to help each other, we can deliver the best outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Working together, right? Yes. Great. So now I know that you use um, different techniques of acupuncture. And I think for most people, when they think acupuncture, they're very uh, familiar with like dry needling and acupressure. But you use different techniques such as electroacupuncture and moxbustion and aquapuncture, which I'm very interested to hear about because I don't know a lot about them myself. Mm -hmm. So if we start with electroacupuncture, can you go through that with us and let us know how how that works um, a bit on what cases you would use it on what pets would benefit most from it. Sure. So electroacupuncture it's a variation of acupuncture, right? Where you use electricity to enhance the effects and the benefits of the the common acupuncture. Um, for in for for. for um, for this, to use electroacupuncture, you just need a device that uh, is an electro um, machine that you you will have like um, connecting cables that you will attach to the heads of acupuncture needles that are already placed in the in the in the animal. Right. That you will use for different reasons that I will explain later. Right. And then you connect this um, machine, and then you will. F- choose a frequency and intensity of this electrical current and and these uh, needles connected to these cables will vibrate in a in a frequency that I can't do with my hands for example mm, okay I'm not I'm not I'm not capable to do that with my hands I can I can manipulate the needles but not in the same intensity and frequency right and once this this electrical current is happening there and this this vibration is happening depending on the frequency and the vibra and the intensity that you choose um in general lines you can um um trigger the production of different types of endorphins for example you can trigger actually many different types of bio bio molecules there but endorphins uh, especially for treating pain um you you can choose the type of endorphins you you will release depending on the electrical acupuncture um technique you're going to use like frequency or intensity oh, right okay right so um Depending on what you're treating, let's suppose an acute pain or a chronic pain, you will choose your frequency and intensity. And um, it, can, it can really give like a, um, an effect that will make the, 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 the 
animal very relaxed after this and dozy, even dozy sometimes sleeping. So when when I use electroacupuncture on myself, for example, if I have like a stiff neck or you know I can't turn my my neck, that sometimes happens. And I use electroacupuncture and I can really um, choose my frequency like in a very I can go a bit intense. After I finish, it feels like I had a, a glass of whiskey. <laughs> You're very relaxed. Yeah, you feel you feel the endorphins uh, kicking, you know, and um, it will it will um, um, trigger the the release of stem cells. It will improve blood flow. It will. Um, improve circulation in the joints or in the areas you're using. Um, there are many, many effects. So I, I personally use more for pain, for chronic pain and acute pain mm -hmm. and a cases of paralysis and paresis. Right. That's what I usually use for. Um, some, sometimes when I know that there is a, more cases of internal medicine, For example, when there is a, 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 a liver function that is not happening optimally or, you know, kidney disease and you know that there is no um, enough blood flow to those kidneys, I can use electroacupuncture to bring more blood flow to these organs as well. You know, so it, it depends pretty much if the dog uh, or the cat will accept electroacupuncture or not. Because it's not painful, but it can be more. They can be more aware there are needles in there. It right. can give 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 them like a, a kind of a um, a weight, you know, like a, a they they can feel that there is something, something happening there. in there. And of course, for rehab dogs that um, have um, um, muscles, there are becoming atrophic and they need to use these muscles you can you can use electroacupuncture to stimulate these muscles um to to work again and to to be, build more more fibers and etc and one question flavia then with you said some animals tolerated better than others do mm -hmm. do you need to give them a little bit of a sedation for some of them before doing never never okay never no if i if Personally, if I get to that point, I don't, I, I, like, if I get to the point that I, the dog will only be sedated with, with drugs to, to receive acupuncture or electro, I don't do it. But there are ways to sedate a dog without drugs or with needles itself. Many times if you place a needle on top of their head. In a, in a point that we call um, governor, ve governor vessel 20, or sometimes any point in the body, you stick one needle there or two needles and you wait two, three minutes. It's incredible how they sit and stop, you know? Okay. Um, so this already with uh, needling, if you, if you can use a needle first before going full on during the treatment, you can already produce this sedative effect And another thing that I use a lot um, um, that is very helpful is to start the, the session uh, using moxa. Right. Because moxa, um, it's a heat therapy, right? So we, 
we light up this stick of made of um, a plant that usually is mugwort. The, the scientific name is Artemisia vulgaris. Mm-hmm. And through this heat that can be applied direct, directly or indirectly, um, you can stimulate the acupuncture points. And if the dog doesn't tolerate needles, you can use moxone. And then you will start the, 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 the session with moxa, and many times, not just for the, for the um, moxa itself on the, on the acupuncture point, but if you're using a moxa that has the, 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 the herb and it's not the smokeless moxa, but the, the, the moxa with some, some uh, sort of smoke coming out, this smoke that will carry essential oils and etc many times relaxes the dogs. Right. And, so this is moxibustion, right? This is moxibustion, exactly. So you can use moxa first and relax them, and then you can needle them. But I never use any sort of anesthetics or drugs to make them feel calmer or more confident to have acupuncture. Right. And with this herbal heat therapy, so do you, you just burn the herb over the acupuncture point is that right yeah you burn burn the usually you 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 choose acupuncture points right uh, that even though um it looks very superficial the heat can really penetrate and the radiation can re- penetrate in deep tissues there mm-hmm. and we will stimulate a different type of receptor like thermal receptors and other types of uh, fibers and and um, you you will bring blood flow to that area, and you trigger um, a cascade of you know um, bioreactions, right? But you can use moxa in other areas of the body um, in in order to let's suppose um, stimulate um, cicatrization. Um, does, does this word exist? Like healing. Yes, yes. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if this word exists in, in English, but it's a very common word in Portuguese. Sorry. So anyway, to 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 stimulate scar tissue, to stimulate um, uh, to stimulate macrophages to come to the area and clean the area and and trigger the healing process. You know. So for for surgical cuts or sometimes wounds that are difficult to heal. You can use moxa on the periphery of these wounds to bring blood flow and to to uh, stimulate the whole the whole um, healing process again. So um, and moxa, and how often would you do sorry. that? Sorry, yeah. How often would you do that if you are trying to sort of heal like a, a wound? Look, uh, when I have a wound, if I'm not treating a dog um, in the practice. In a, in, a, in a clinical, in a, in a vet practice, I, I, if the owner doesn't, doesn't mind the smell because it has a strong smell, it's not bad, but it has mm-hmm. a strong smell, I would use always, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in, in, the, in the practice, um, it, sometimes if I can't open the window, if people will be aware and, you know, some vets don't like it, so I, will, I would avoid but I usually, in my, in my everyday work, what I like to use uh, moxa for 
especially those dogs that are very deficient and, and have a lot of chronic pain, especially with the change of the weather. For example, it's um, beautiful like it was yesterday, then a cold front comes and it gets uh, wet and cold and the dog goes downhill. Yeah. Um, and so Moxa is amazing for this. So I use that a lot and I use for dogs that are very um, deficient and very old and, and show signs of inflammation that is not so acute anymore. Right. Um, another, another situation that I use Moxa that is incredible, um, when a dog is very frustrated and doesn't want to eat and it's like very frail, if you use moxa in one of the points that that is a very common and famous point in acupuncture that is the stomach stomach 36 and you just use moxa there and nothing else it's like a those little miracles that make you be you know that make you believe in, on what you're doing oh. and for non believers it's great you know because next morning or sometimes even in the same day a few hours later like if they resuscitate oh wow you know? yeah wow it sounds amazing it sounds like there's so many uses for moxa <laughs> that would be beneficial for for dogs yeah and sometimes the good thing about moxa you can teach the the owners how to use it sometimes you know so if there is an area that you're treating like a wound or a surgical um um scar that is healing or or there is a specific area in the animal that is very sore. Um, you can teach the the owners. You can give them a moxa stick, and you can you can um, just show how it is because it's very simple. As long as they they they, they make sure that they're not they're not going to touch the skin yeah. and and burn the dog or the cat, it's fine. Um, but there are some techniques where you can you can literally get the moxa wool that is not the skin anymore and do a little, this little um, uh, ball of moxa in the in a big, like a, in the size of a, a pea and put on top of the, the acupuncture needle mm-hmm. and you light the, 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 um, the moxa there and until it, it burns and will transfer this heat through the needle until oh, okay, the, right. to the, to the skin. And once it's all, all, once it's extinguished, that's it. Right. So some people do that. Some practitioners do that as well. I, I prefer, I, I, I personally use indirect moxa, in, and I, I like to use another, another device that is like a, a brass moxa roller that they call rolling tiger warmer. That is a tube made of brass that you put the burning stick inside mm-hmm. and then the, the, the moxa will um, warm the brass and it rolls on top of the, 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 the dog or the cat. And then it really is like you can give them a massage and you can stimulate, stimulate the acupuncture points at the same time. And they usually love it. And <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. It is good. It is very good, and it, it, it releases the smoke as well through little holes. But the animal that really loves that one is horses. They love oh. moxa rollers, love it. So yeah, it's it's you know it's so vast. I can yeah. 
all these little things we can spend one hour talking about. I know, I know. <laughs> spend all day. And you asked me as well, Trish, about the, the aquapuncture. Yes. Aquapuncture is not the best name for it, but it's like a, it would be acupuncture point injection. Okay. So you can inject different um, um, substances in the acupuncture point, like a few point, point one mil or point two mils of um, saline mixed with vitamin B12 or only saline or homeopathic re injectable remedies or um, isari water, for example. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea is to stimulate that point there and to, to um, extend the acupuncture. Um, it's like, the, like if you're leaving a needle there for a, a, a little longer. But right. when you use vitamin B12, it's not just that. You're using a vitamin that has a special uh, relationship with the neuro nervous system, right? So I like to use it for paralysis or IVDDs, intervertebral disc disease or um, you know, herniated discs or specific points in the, in the, in the spine there, um, that need to be stimulated. And especially there is one, one acup um, acupuncture in that um, matter that I use that is very helpful. Um, there is a point under the tail between uh, the anus and the tail mm -hmm. that we call uh, governor vessel one, that when the dog has diarrhea, I usually do um, a, a mixture of saline and vitamin B12 um, in this point, just like um, three point three mils, and it, 95% of the time, it stops diarrhea, that point when you use it like that. So oh, wow. that's what I do. And pretty much like straight away or? Uh, not, not straight away, but like, um, I mean, in, at that point, you're waiting for the next bowel movement, right? Mm -hmm, yep. And, and many times after you do acupuncture itself, you will see a, a big pause, a gap. And then um, you're kind of like uh, resetting the system. And, and, and triggering the whole anti-inflammatory effects to make the system get back to, to, the, to the optimal way of working. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really explaining in general lines, okay? It's not yeah. that simple. <laughs> but, um, and then, for example, a dog with diarrhea that comes for me, to me with diarrhea, and then I'll do that, and then the owner will tell me that for one day, there was no bowel movement. Right. Okay. So you can actually stop this peristaltis that is actually hyper. And then you wait for the results. Wow. Now, another, besides all those ones that we've spoken about, there's another service that you provide, which is gold bead acupuncture. Right. So I find one, I find this one really interesting too. Um, and I, I don't know much about it again, but, um, as far as I know is, you know, you have like a, a gold bead that you put in the acupuncture points. Yep. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit more about that as well? Right. Um, so this is one of my favorites, right? Mm, um, right. yeah, techniques. And I think it's amazing because it's, um, 
It's um, somewhat simple, like it doesn't involve cuts or surgeries or, you know, um, uh, anything that is major, right? It's it's literally, um, it's like if you're injecting a, a microchip mm-hmm. under the skin in general lines, but you do that with um, a, a, a gold bead that is in the, the size of a a, um, um, a, a rice grain. Mm-hmm. Okay, it can be a bit bigger or a bit smaller, depends on how the jeweler is going to do. So you you get this gold, 20, 24 karat gold with the jeweler, mm-hmm. right? Right, okay. That, of, of course, is going to be sterilized when you're going to use it. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the help of um, injecting tool that I only... There are some some protection, uh, some vets around the world, they use different things, but I find that very easy and I can get these two um, with some suppliers in my university in Brazil. So I have a feel and um, it's like an injection really. So you place this, this bead on the tip of a very thick needle, um, 18 gauge, mm-hmm. and, um, and then you place under the skin or in, in, inside the muscle, um, in acupuncture points, and around joints, where the problem is, or depending what are you treating. So I use gold bead acupuncture to treat mainly osteoarthritis, okay, mainly. Right. Okay, so there are two things that I use, use more frequently to treat osteoarthritis, including um, hip dysplasia, um, elbow dysplasia, um, um, you know, uh, osteoarthritis in the in the knees or um, spondylosis deformance or just like small small areas of spondylosis in the spine, um, in the elbow or or shoulders or toes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and I can use for epilepsy. Oh, epilepsy as well. Okay. Yes. So in in epilepsy, it's a different approach when you do, when you choose the points, um, then when you choose the points for osteoarthritis, but the, the mechanism of action works, works the same way, but we don't even know, we don't, we don't know yet in epilepsy exactly how it changes the patterns of the seizures or extinguish the the seizures completely because it can happen like that too. Um, But um, what happens, like they've been studying this for a while. Um, Gold bead acupuncture has been done um, in the vet uh, world since the 80s. They started in the United States. And and then... um, um, like when I when I did my my post graduation in the 2000s, there was very common this in my university um, at that time, right? And they they they've been publish publishing articles and papers and um, case studies and 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 reviews and etc. Where they they propose three theories about it. Mm-hmm. So um, that mainly, um, they're, they're like one theory that is easy to explain is that um, 
the goal the goals there will work as um, um, permanent acupuncture, promoting a, a like a, a micro irritation of the area, mm-hmm. triggering the acupuncture effects constantly. Right. So right. this is one of the 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 um, um, the theory. There is another theory saying that when you have pain, you have alkalosis. And so you have like an accumulation of negative charges. Mm -hmm. And when you put the gold there, we'll start releasing um, positive ions that will neutralize this negativity and will stop the pain, which is okay. But the the theory that I, I understand and it makes more sense to me is the following. So when you when you place the gold beads in that area that is inflamed, these gold beads will be attacked by macrophages. Mm-hmm. When they do that, trying to attack this 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 bead that is impossible to be phagocytized. I never know these words. This word probably phagocytized. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. So it's impossible to. To, to destroy that, uh, that bead, okay? So these this macrophages will start to release an ion. A cyan, uh, a, uh, they'll start to release cyanides. And um, the, the, um, the gold bead will start to, re- to release uh, or, um, gold ions, and they will combine and will form oral cyanide. Okay, that is a stable molecule. Right. This molecule will have an anti-inflammatory effect, will deter the arrival of inflammatory cells. Mm-hmm. And okay. then it will um, 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 produce a permanent, permanent um, anti-inflammatory effect. Are, are you... Can you understand what I'm Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, another question I had too, um, now that you mentioned that they um, will have a permanent anti-inflammatory effect. So these gold beads are permanent and they will stay in those spots? Forever. That, forever, okay. Can forever. They, can they migrate or move Not and is that really. a problem? No, no. In the beginning when all of this started, there was some, you know, some anti-gold beads um, um, uh, a study saying that it can migrate to the spinal cord. No, no. Okay. You can do like a, a, a an X-ray when you just finish, and you can do an X-ray um, a month later or a year later. The beads will be there in the same place. Okay. It can migrate like few millimeters, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing more than that, and and you don't put it in inside a vessel or like an artery mm. or or a vein. Yeah, you don't you don't place the the gold beads in a in inside a joint, and and it's just like a you just leave it there, and then it will be there forever. And um, potentially, usually, what I see it's uh, uh, an effect that will last for. The, the, the whole the whole life so one of my first patients in 2000 and I think 2007 was this Labrador a very young Labrador with um, elbow dysplasia it, um, she was six months old 
uh, at the time. And I did gold bead. It was, I think, one of my first gold beading planks um, at the time. And she is t- she's still alive and she still doesn't leap anymore. Wow. Right? So, and when you do with older, elderly dogs, they're 10, 11, or 9, you know, like you will have four, five, six years still ahead of, 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 of them. And, and they usually have a, a great response. Oh. You know, or or they will stop. Um, they 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 will have a, like a great. Um, it has a painkiller effect mm-hmm. that sometimes they can stop um, having uh, anti flames yeah, or painkillers, or you can decrease the dose. And and for if for some reason it stops working, the gold stops working because it can happen. Maybe because it's encapsulated and. And the the, the the macrophages can't attack this anymore for some reason. This is not very well explained. And then you can always re-implant. Right. Okay. You know. So this is this is how it usually works. And then um, usually this procedure takes ten to fifteen minutes. Sometimes five minutes. Sometimes a little bit more. Depends on the area you're using. If you're just doing for hips. It's quick. If you're mm-hmm. doing for hips and shoulders, it's a bit longer. And um, if you're doing for epilepsy, usually it takes 10, 15 minutes. We usually sedate the dog. Okay, you because, do. Because one, there are yeah. many points that you're inserting. So it's a thick needle, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we usually have a, 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 an X-ray before to know exactly where you're going, to know how it was before, if the, the, the reason of the pain and and the lameness is 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 an uh, osteoarthritic dog really, and not something else that that um, you missed. And then um, and then you you do the gold um, in after like the sedation or the general anesthetics, depending on the dog. And they go home in the same day, and everything is fine. You don't even need to give them antibiotics or anti-inflammatories. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, that's just amazing and so good for those dogs if it helps reduce, um, you know, if they're taking um, non-steroidals um, and if they totally. have liver issues and anything like that, if it helps to reduce other medication, then it's it's just fantastic. Yeah, um, and a lot of them. dogs, they, they, they get to a point where medication is not making any difference anymore. Yeah, of course. And a lot of young dogs with uh, congenital problems, they can't take three days of anti-inflammatory and they start having diarrhea and gastrointestinal issues. Yeah, yeah. So like um, um, for, for a dog that is very aggressive and doesn't tolerate acupuncture, for dogs that live far in the country and can't go to the vet and, and regularly and, and have ongoing, because acupuncture is great for pain, but you need regularity. Mm. You need frequency, right? Yeah. So um, if, you, if you can't have this frequency, the gold beading plant works really well. Amazing. Um, now, one last topic I wanted to um, chat with you about um, that I know that you do, and I don't know many other um, vets that would do this, is ozone therapy. So really interested to hear you talk about that. So can you... Um, let us know how how it works, how it's um, administered, and and what conditions you would use that for. Okay, so ozone therapy um, 
it's a very um, dense subject because it's easier to see the before and after than actually to understand the whole process because it's pure biochemistry. So even, even when I explain that in my own language, Portuguese, I say that there are 24 layers of ozone therapy to be explained. In English, I feel there are 48. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll try well, to Well, we can keep more. it simple. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the f first of all, it's important to say that ozone therapy has been used uh, in the world for medical, dental, veterinarian indications for over 100 years. Nobody knows that, but that's true, mm, right? Of time. course, much more in the last 50. But it started in Europe and ori originally started in Germany. There was a German um, um, researcher that was the first one that synthesized um, ozone. And the first one that patented an uh, uh, ozone generator was Nikola Tesla, that nobody knows about it too, mm -hmm. right? Um, so they started this, the, to, do, to work with ozone by the end of the 1800s. And in the First World, World War, they started to use ozone uh, for topical treatment of infected wounds, gangrene, frozen food, and they, they started to see a lot of benefits because ozone, it's one of the best germicides, if not the best that you can find in nature, right? right. So, yeah, so they, they started with that um, at that time. In the Second World, World, World War, that's when it really, they really used that um, to clean gangrene and wounds uh, in the army. Okay, so now explaining what is ozone therapy. It's like a, a modality of oxygen therapy. It's an oxygen therapy. Why? Because we are using oxygen. So it's very sustainable as well. This is a good thing about it. And it, it's, it's, it's a cheap therapy to use because you're not creating anything different or synthesizing anything that is, you know, like a, that that will have any waste in in the environment. Yeah. So with the with the help of a, a ozone generator, you will transform transform medical grade oxygen um, into medical grade ozone. So oxygen is a molecule made of two uh, two oxygen uh, um, um, oxygen atoms and ozone with three. But this ozone is highly reactive. It's very unstable. And from that, from that, um, that uh, point that is very um, reactive with the other biomolecules in the body, because, because it wants to react. It wants to, 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 to share its electrons, for example. So once you use this gas that through this generator, um, you have an oxygen, um, medical oxygen canister that will run this, this oxygen through this generator and you will collect this gas mixture into a syringe. That mm -hmm. is, this mixture is made of 95% oxygen that we breathe and 5% ozone, only 5% ozone. Right. Right. So you will collect this ozone 
in, con in a concentration that you can choose in this generation because different concentrations will um, trigger different effects, okay. right? And then you can inject this ozone locally, the gas, this gas mixture. Mm -hmm. You can inject locally. You can um, inject um, in acupuncture points. I do that a lot. It's an everyday thing that I do in my, in my practice. Um, um, and you can use um, systemically that uh, you, um, um, putting this ozone in contact with um, mucosas, for example, like you can use with the, in the colorectal mucosa, you can use in the um, um, bladder mucosa, you can use um, uh, to treat UTIs, like I, and you can use even in... Uh, um, in the uh, uh, vaginal mucosa or any exposed mucosa in the body or any wounds ex uh, um, 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 exposed in the body, right. right? So you can use just the, the gas in contact with this, this um, skin or these mucosas or you, can, or you can use ozone in saline or blood or water, bubbling ozone in, this, uh, in, in, in some of these um substances right and let's suppose um once the ozone is in contact with um with the mucosa for example it will dissolve in this um liquid film overlaying the mucosa mm -hmm. and will react with the lipids and mu mucoproteins and will turn into other biomolecules present in this liquid film Right. Right. So it will turn pretty much in hydrogen peroxide and other peroxides. And when it's circulating in the body, it's not ozone anymore. So because ozone reacts and it's gone, the ozone that didn't react with anything will turn into oxygen again. Mm -hmm. and, this, and this peroxide will be circulating in the body, creating a lot of effects. For example. It creates um, anti-inflammatory effect. It will um, create, um, um, will trigger the production of um, nitric oxide, um, stimulating, uh, stimulating vasodilation and improving circulation. Uh, it will uh, produce an oxidative stress in the body, like a small a low-level oxidative stress in the body is uh, stimulating the body to trigger their own antioxidant mechanisms. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the big thing about ozone. Is an oxidative therapy is stimulating the the own healing response of the body. This it it, it really it even has a name that we call um, hormetic effect. You know, when you create a stress and then the body responds with benefits, like so, yeah. let's suppose with this thing about ice baths or cold water that, you know, people are talking a lot about it yes, lately, yes. right? So, um, and then it will as well interact with pain receptors. That's why you can use locally for like hip dysplasia, for example, because you can increase the threshold of pain in, in pain receptors. And it, when you use that locally, those lipid 
ozonated product will be circulating in that local area for days and days, you know? And another thing that I find that is the big, the most amazing thing that ozone does is the fact that it can increase the, the um, um, ability of hemoglobin to carry oxygen. Right, okay. So, yeah, so it will increase the body body's ability to deliver oxygen to the body. So like there are two things that um, um, makes ozone absolutely incredible. So um, it will increase the delivery of uh, oxygen and we'll get all these clumps of erythrocytes that get together when uh, there is an inflammatory process in the body and it will act like a conditioner. All these cells that are clumped together and, and are not able anymore to travel through very fine capillaries, they will be like if you're putting a conditioner there, they will be individual again, one by one, and they will be able to hit and to reach the very fine capillaries. So when a dog or, a, or, or us or a cat or any animal is sick in oxidative, oxi, oxidative stress is inflamed, you have a lot of these, these um, effects in the body that your, where your red cells are clumped and can't actually really flow properly. Ozone helps these red cells to flow again and bring oxygen to the tissues, right? So, and then once it does that, it stimulates mitochondria, it stimulates the whole metabolism, it stimulates all the healing process of the body. Like it's very natural because this process already um, happens um, alone in the normal physiology mm -hmm. of They already exist, the body. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's and, a, yeah. yeah, so sorry, I got a bit excited. No, but... that's okay. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you too then, um, what conditions do you use it um, the most for? Look, I use for pain a lot. I use for uh, modulating immunity because it uh, increases the lymphocytes. And for, so, for example, if a, if a dog has uh, uh, papillomavirus, like mouthworts, and you do um, 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 ozone intrarectally, and you 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 mix a little bit of ozone with uh, with five mLs of of uh, blood that you you draw from the jugular, for example, and you reinject in the muscle, it will trigger an immune response. That in one in about two to three injections that you can do every two days or or every week, these mouthworts will fall off. Right. You know, because not only triggers the immunity system to to work better, but ozone itself can kill viruses and bacteria and all these other um, um, agents like these germs, because the germs, they don't have antioxidant, mm. antioxidant mechanisms. So once ozone oxidizes their capsule or or membrane, that's it. You yeah. know, so that's why it has a germicide effect, you know. So I use a lot for um, wounds that can't heal, like um, um, the cubital ulcers, bad sores, and, and wounds that can't, you know, when you know, like uh, when you have a biofilm there that you use antibiotics and, and it doesn't change anything and the, the bacteria there are 
are resistant, mm. you can use ozone. So you can get a bag of saline, bubble ozone through it with the help of the generator, of course, and the right tools that I have. And then you will have an ozonated saline that when you flush that, that, um, that wound, you will really help all the other therapies that they have and that they are being used like yeah. antibiotics or anti inflammatories to do the job so it's an ad, it can be a great adjunct therapy yeah oh my god flavia this is all so interesting i i know we could just talk all day about everything that you do or all week i think but it's <laughs> It's been absolutely um, amazing, but unfortunately, we've we've come to time. You know, maybe we can in the future do do another episode because I think there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah, um, like to understand about ozone itself, right? Um, I suggest people go to PubMed and type ozone therapy. There will be thousands of research, peer reviewed revealed scientific papers published on ozone therapy alone. Mm -hmm. You can go ozone therapy and veterinary, veterinary uses, ozone therapy, IVDD, ozone therapy, diabetic wounds or wounds or you name it. And there, especially now that there are a lot of COVID, thousands of treatments of patients in, in Italy being treated with ozone therapy. There are a lot of things being published. You just have to go and Google, but not Google Wikipedia. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the right places and Google. There are lots of associations in the world with good material there for you to understand what it is. And there are a lot of courses being um, offered as well in the United States, uh, Europe, and, and, you know, online courses. And then you can go and do the practical one as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Flavia, for being our guest today. It's been absolutely amazing. It was a pleasure having you. you you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I hope, I hope all of this helps people to think a bit um, out, outside the box for many things that we can use in bed medicine. This was the Pure Animal Podcast, and I'm Dr. Trish Santos-Smith. If you enjoyed our chat with Flavia Jagger-Williams today, then please feel free to jump onto iTunes and give us a rating and review.